But next up, our daily voice and a fascinating story of a refugee cat called Kunkush that's been reunited with its Iraqi family in Norway. It's been getting a lot of media attention and it's a story that's been made possible as a result of a social media campaign. And uh, we can head over to Miss Amy Schrodes to find out more. Yes, we have been able to connect with Ms. Rhodes on the line live for this morning's Daily Voice. And great to have you with us. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to talk to you guys. Um, so whereabouts are you? Can you give us a geographical location? At the moment, I am in Texas in the United States, and it's in the evening here, afternoon. <laughs> yes. The reason I ask is it, it reflects how global this story has stretched. This is a... An Iraqi cat reunited with its family in Norway, uh, and and it, it's a very different narrative from the, uh, the, the the typical story that we've been hearing of, of refugees trying to make their way to a new home. Um, can you tell us what exactly happened? How the cat got lost, and then how the cat was reunited? Yeah, definitely. Well, the reason that I was involved is I was volunteering in Greece on an island called Lesbos, where the majority of refugees and migrants are crossing to when they're fleeing uh, through Turkey to come into the European Union. And the cat, what happened with the cat is his family was fleeing Mosul, Iraq, which is controlled by ISIS. The family's in a horrible situation. They decided they were going to leave. They had seven cats, and they could only take one, and they picked Kunkush out of all their cats and walked across Turkey for a month with him. And then they got into a rubber boat, crossed over to this island, and he was so scared because it's, it's terrifying. These boat journeys are not safe at all. It's horrible people have to cross this way. But when he got to the shore, he was terrified. He ran away from his family. Volunteers tried to help find the cat. They couldn't find him anywhere. The family had to keep going because they had a long way to get to the edge of the island so they could go on and hopefully eventually reach Norway, where they eventually did reach. So he was out wandering the village, getting beat up by all the Islander cats, and myself and a couple other volunteers noticed him. We're like, surely this cat belongs to someone. And then we heard the story about how he had escaped from the boat, and the family looked for him. They couldn't find him. And I used to work for an animal group here in the United States, and we did a lot of reunions with pets and their owners after the tornadoes that affected one of the states that mm. I lived in. I was like, you know what, this could bring a lot of hope for this family. They've gone through so much, they had to leave everything behind. We didn't know their names. We didn't know where they were going. But we were like, let's try it. The power of the Internet makes this world so much smaller. So I fostered them for about a month in Greece. I got my friend involved who's in the United States, named Michelle, and she started a Facebook page for him and a Twitter account. We used the exact same strategy that the group I worked for in Oklahoma used to reunite pets with their owners after the tornadoes putting out pictures of him. We even got a, tra a flyer translated in Arabic and Farsi for him. We found a foster family in Berlin, Germany, that was willing to take him because Germany is where the majority of migrants and refugees have to pass through, and, and a lot of them were settling there. 
he thought this would be a good starting point. And so I took him there in early January, and then I had to come back to the state, but we continued the, the media campaign. And then in February, we got an email, or actually it was a Facebook message, from someone saying that this was their cat. Now, we had been calling him Theas, which is Greek for Zeus, the god of strength. Mm. But they said, this is our Kunkushi. We've been looking for Kunkush. We have photos. You know, Michelle and I were shocked. Is this really the family? We wanted to make sure it was the right people. (laughs) Did this cat look particularly different? What made you realize that it was... uh a cat that would have been a pet rather than one of the island cats? Well, the island cats all look very similar. They mostly have short hair. They're very stocky, hardy cats. You know, they're, they're used to living with the fishermen, when the fishermen are giving them food constantly. They're just different in appearance. This cat had long white hair, okay. pure white. He was running around screaming. The island cats don't do that. He was terrified. You could tell that he was completely out of sorts. I mean, he, he looked like you know, an abandoned toddler might, you know, in, in some comparisons with just how scared he was um, running around in circles, hoping that somebody would help him. So you could tell that he was not used to being there. Ms. Rose, do you feel that this feline tale represents for us, in a sense, uh, the similar narrative, even if it sounds so different to that which I was referring to before, the, the tragedy, that the... the uh, the heartbreaking stories of separation and, and in some cases, these uh, these opportunities to be reunited. Yeah, you know, I think what Confucius' story does is it represents the struggle these people are going through to retain some sense of normalcy. You know, I mean, they don't want to leave their countries. They're leaving their countries because they're afraid of the same people that people in my home country are afraid of. They're trying to get to a safe place so they can live a normal life. They don't want to live like this. And that's why they're taking, you know, they're, in some cases, animals. Um, you know, some people are taking their most precious belongings. Um, and a lot of families are getting separated. That's something people don't realize. And I think what makes Confucius stories stand out more to people is 50% of the people in this world have a pet. And most of us can relate to that, yeah. you know, where it might be a little more difficult for us to think about how how it would feel to be separated from a child because that would never happen for us but for an animal it's more likely to happen so i think it hits a little closer to home Ms. Rhodes, I hope thank people you also that miss their family too so we have to think about the families that are separated as well absolutely miss Rhodes, thank you very much for sharing your voice with us thank you for having me miss amy Schroeds there offering our daily voice for today and you know, there is something about being desensitized, isn't there, to the stories of reading about migration, even of mass deaths, when we see them so often without a face. That's why that image of a toddler tragically washed up last year was so moving. But, you know, something seemingly trivial of, of, of a cat being separated by comparison uh, has warmed hearts and has uh, motivated further action on this so uh, if you want to share your daily voice with us it doesn't have to be on this subject as I've told you many times before but if you're a newcomer to our show you can just let us know what's happening in your life or any pressing issue that you want to bring to our attention email efmthismorning at gmail.com